You're watching Meet the Movie Press. Coming up, we're going to be talking about Mr. Robot as Freddie Mercury, an American Werewolf in London remake, and that election. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Meet the Movie Press. Whoa. What? Whoa. (laughs) Oh, my God. What happened? I don't know. Jesus. I don't know where we are. Christ. I've heard we're succeeding. Seceding. Sorry, from uh, from America. Yeah. Anyways, you're watching Meet the Movie Press. I'm Jeff Snyder, senior film reporter at Mashable. Uh, I'm Simon Thompson. I'm everywhere. Um, (laughs) At Showbiz Simon on Twitter. At Showbiz Simon on Instagram. And on Facebook, this is Simon Thompson. And I'm the insider, but you guys already know that. Yeah. Yeah, Simon is omnipresent. And this week, we had an election. We did. Spoiler alert. Donald Trump is the president-elect, despite not winning the popular vote. Mm. Quite a sad state of affairs. I mean, I did not see this coming. Nobody saw it coming. No. Um, how how we not learn anything from the movies? <laughs> Seriously. How, really? How many movies and TV shows do we watch, and how how do we not learn Nobody is heeding their lesson from Hollywood. Um yeah, scary, it's, scary result. It's funny how in a week we've gone from a, a future that looked like equality, and rainbows and justice, unicorns, rainbows yeah. and unicorns, to something that looks somewhere between the Running Man and fucking Mississippi burning. Oh my god! How did this? How did I'm? I have to say I'm very disappointed. I don't know how, and 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 we are not a political show. We are not. You know, we're going to be talking about movies today, but but it affects it, it's the industry. Oh yeah, it affects the industry For, massively. It affected this town. Let me tell yeah. you, I walked into work, you know, on Wednesday morning, and it was just like a funeral. Yeah, you were like at a wake or something, and everyone was in a bad mood. Like, imagine, like you know, so you go to work one day. Jimmy uh, from accounting's in a bad mood. Be careful yeah. with Jimmy today; he's in a bad mood. Imagine everyone in the office in a bad mood. Um, it was it threw Hollywood off its game, man. Like, it was not a. It's not a busy week. I don't think people were really looking to make deals. No, kind of huddling together to figure out what they can do. And now. it has been quite a quiet week for for, for entertainment news. And the thing is yeah. that th- this is going to, you know, whether you're political or where, whether you're not, whether you voted or whether you didn't, and whichever side of the line you you lie on, this is it's going to influence what gets made, how it gets made, and and the taste. If you look back to eighty cinema. Very different. Right. Look back to 70s cinema. Very different. Well, you look at cinema over the last 10 years, it's changed. We've seen a lot of diversity. We've seen a lot of different stories being told. This is going to change the type of film that we see because the the taste of the audiences is going to change. But let, let me ask you, like, how, you know, Hollywood, I think more than ever, is, is going to get together to figure out how, what they can do to at least put a little light into the world. But at the same time, it's now very clear that there's a giant audience out there Mm -hmm. that is, you know, angry white males. I I don't, you know, listen, 46% of women uh, supposedly voted for Donald Trump. Uh, A lot of uh, Latinos voted for Donald Trump. So I I won't just blame it on angry young white guys, but clearly what we've seen this week since he has won the election has been terrifying. You know, with some of the hate speech and and rhetoric yeah. that we've seen, and uh, 
you know, graffiti. So it's um, I, I just wonder. I'm cynical enough to believe, like, will Hollywood try to cater to this audience that is probably being underserved right now by very liberal values on television or yeah, movies? Yeah, I, I think it will. I think we're, we're going to see a shift. I think also we, we've seen in the last couple of years how films are financed um, change greatly. Um, and I think from that, obviously, from what we've we've heard, he's he's only been the president elect. For, for a few days. We don't know what his full plan is. But certainly the indication from the campaign was the fact that he doesn't want, unless it's on his terms, he doesn't want a lot of foreign money being... He wants American money. Right, it's interesting. Because I think last week, too, there was this uh, US-China summit yeah. in Hollywood, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, there's just a lot of Chinese money being sunk into the town, uh, and and it's not that we're you know giving over control. No, um, you know Hollywood is very careful about giving up control, but it's, I, I think you're right. So, like some of those values could change, and I think we're going to see. I mean, if you look back to the only the only before we can look forward, I think we have to look back. Um, if you look at the films of the 80s, I had this conversation with, with a mutual friend of ours this week um, about the films of the 80s. You look at, you had, while well, you had The Goonies, you had things like Ruskies, you had things like Red Dawn, you had The Exterminator, you had Rambo. These were all very, it's something we've seen a shift in over the last Did couple you call of years. It the Exterminator? It's not no. It's the Exterminator was a, a oh, 90s, seventies, eighties okay. film series. I'm not talking about the Terminator. I was like, wait, do they call no, it that over in, in Britain? Hello, I'm the Exterminator. <laughs> I believe you have a problem. Is it from the future? Um, uh, this is how that shit starts. Um, you know, we see, we saw a change. We saw Cold War movies. We saw like that. Right. We're going to enter a very different time of conflict how things are done very differently and that is going to be reflected in the material that we see we've started to see like it or not more liberalism coming in when we're dealing with things even films about terrorism Mm -hmm. you know we've seen a shift in that over the last couple of years and i think we're going to see a shift that's going to push it into a different direction and that is going to affect how people react to these films socially and how they take it into their lives and i think it's potentially dangerous, interesting, but I think it's going to be harder to tell the stories that some that are now being told mm-hmm. than it would have been eight years ago. And I don't think it's just a, I don't think it's just a change of administration. I think there's a a social shift. We've all heard stories this week of how there has been abuse on the streets. We've seen right. things about swastikas, you know, on windows. We've seen people referred to by the N word openly on the streets of America. There is going to be a shift and unfortunately what we put out there is going to have an influence on how people take it in and how they feel justified in their actions and how they feel socially responsible whether that's in a positive or a negative way so i'm i'm concerned well what i wanted to impress upon the listeners uh today was just that um i i think you can take the a day or two or, or a week or two to grieve and sort of mourn uh, for this nation or, you know, what, whatever you may believe in. But at the end of the day, it doesn't do us any good to be negative. And we all have no. to move forward. And he is the president now. Yeah. And, you know, America has gotten through some tough times with some not-so-good presidents. Yep. And we've always come out on the other side. We have. Uh, so, yeah, I, I just think it would do people well to, you know, be positive out there and, and try and have some hope and... You know, be the change that you want to see. Do you think we're going to lose any movie stars to Canada? 
Think anybody's no. actually uh, moving? Because yeah, it's like. Do, do you know what? I don't. I don't, from a from a most basic production point of view, I I don't know what is going to happen. I think in order to keep a lot of work here, we're going to have to give incentives because I think a lot of people will be after the Hollywood. Trump dollar. is Hollywood. He's. I mean, he's a Hollywood guy. No, he not, is. He's not popular in Hollywood, he but is. he comes out of television. He's but a made, reality TV but star. made a point of the fact that you know while he didn't need. The, the campaigning in Hollywood to, to get him elected. It, you know what this election and reminded me? And does Hollywood want to work with Trump? We're in such a bubble. That's what we are. Is. We are in such yeah. a freaking bubble. Yeah. Um, but it'll it'll be interesting to see how it moves forward. I mean, there are people that are, that are for Hillary. There are people that are against Hillary. You know, there are people that are for Trump and people that are against Trump. You know, a lot, a lot of people were going to be unhappy by the result, whichever way the coin fell. The thing true. is that what we need to do is... Got to unite. It's a nation divided we, right now. We, we, gotta do need, we do need to unite and we need to move forward. We need to be agents of change. And we need to make America the best that we can make it. We need to not give in to the negative forces. I'm not just talking about negativity people being upset. I'm talking about negative forces that are out there. Mm-hmm. You know, we can't deny that they have an interest in this, that they will have an agenda, that they will want to have a voice. It's about how we handle that and how we move forward. Um, well said, Simon. And listen, if it all goes to shit, I'm coming to live with your family in London. Well, I'm staying here. <laughs> I'm staying in America because I want to be an agent for change. I love it. So, Trump, it's your fault. I'm fucking staying here. What would Donald Trump think about Mr. Robot playing Freddie Mercury? Yeah. It was announced Hang last on, week. He's, he's a robot, but he's going he's gonna to play a gay guy. I don't like gay guys. Wrong. I don't like gay guys. Um, R- uh, Rami Malek yeah. cast as queen singer Freddie Mercury yeah. in a Brian Singer movie. Mm-hmm. Called Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. What do you make of this? This came out of nowhere. This is, it's the same project. It was one of the last stories that Brian I covered. Brian Singer came out of nowhere. Yeah. It's one of the last stories that I covered pre-election for, for Reuters this week. I've been kind of lost in in that this mm-hmm. week. It's kind of taken over everything. Um, I was, I, I had to reread it when I saw the story come through. I'm like, hang on. This is, I did not. A lot of things this week I did not see coming. Uh, I've got to be honest about there that. There was one I did see coming, but go on. Yeah, and and I, I'm interested by this, but I have to say, I thought when originally when Sasha Baron Cohen was on board, was a really, really good, a good bit of casting. Um, aside from the fact that Sasha Baron Cohen is probably a good foot taller than Freddie Mercury, who was quite a short guy. Um, I, I'm okay with this. I think it's interesting. I think it'll be... I think the way they will play Freddie Mercury would have been very different. I think he will play it... I think Rami will play it from a actor point of view. I think Sasha Baron Cohen would have played it from a characterization point of view. Well, I mean, there's no point in comparing because it's not him anymore. And, no. and Ben Wish, <coughs> Like, I don't know... I don't know if this is an upgrade or not from Ben Wishaw. Like, Because I can't really see it. I don't know that I see mm. Rami Malek as... Uh, Freddie Mercury, but I'm mildly intrigued. Like I go back to Need for Speed, where uh, he's he's running around the movie naked. Yeah, do you remember that? Like I did. that that could be like the closest thing we see to Fre- the Freddie Mercury. Because if you look at like Mr. Robot, he's like a freaking robot. Mm. There's nothing there that suggests he could play this super flamboyant singer. I don't know. No, but and what do we make of Brian Singer doing this kind of material? That, on that point, I think by the fact that we haven't seen it, I think is actually quite interesting because it is going to be something very different from him. 
So I am intrigued to see it. Brian Singer, I'm I'm very confused well, about that. It's, it's not. Listen, he's last... not a name. Again, if we had drawn up a list of people that we thought would have been in charge no, of this, he would right. not have you, been you on absolu- that list. Absolutely not. Especially lately with how bad the X Men movies have gotten. Yeah. Uh, I look outside the the, the franchise and, and he, what he's got: App Pupil, yeah. Usual Suspects, yeah. and Valkyrie. Right. Yeah. Which Valkyrie was uh, apt pupil is is great. Yeah, none of those are Valkyrie bad, is, those is are bad decent. movies. Yeah. None of those are bad movies. Um, and obviously he's a he's a prominent gay filmmaker as well. Yep. It, like I, not that this movie had to be directed by a gay director. Uh, it, it's just it's an interesting package uh, and very different from the recent incarnations of this project. With yeah. uh, it was Dexter Fletcher directing the yeah the Lock Stock and Two Smoking Barrels actor. Well, I mean, I I would have loved to have seen Dexter Fletcher do it i mean the thing is that the queen are a british rock band and he ended up doing eddie the eagle yeah he did and uh, you know he did he did a a great movie a couple of years ago about the band the proclaimers using their their music in a in a it was a great movie it really didn't do anything over here but it did well in the uk Mm -hmm. uh sunshine on leith um great movie and i would have loved to have seen dexter fletcher and i think you know i don't want it sounded it's not racist is not the right word or jingoistic but i just would have liked to have seen as it's a british rock band i would have think they're there's a something a British director could bring to it, have a connection with it from a growing up point of view. From a Queen is a very big part of the rock fabric in the UK, and I, I would have loved to have seen a British director carry this I through. And I think Dexter would have done a great fucking job. I would have liked to have seen Guy Ritchie's take on on Queen. <laughs> yeah. He just has a certain energy. That, like, yeah. stop doing I, all these stupid friggin' Aladdin. And yeah, no, I I would have gone for that. Guy Ritchie would have been great. There are a lot of great directors out there that yeah. I think from singer the UK. singer's a curveball. I'm glad that he's moving away from X-Men. Uh, I don't know if this yeah. is this next or will it be 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. I don't know. Yeah. But, God, they've been trying to make this movie for ages. Yeah, I spoke to Gary, I spoke to Gary King. It's, it's GK Productions who are actually behind this film. GK Films, yeah. Uh, GK Films. I, I spoke to him about this when I uh, did an interview with him for Hugo, which was, what, six years ago now. Mm-hmm. We were talking about it then. So this has been a long time coming. I think now they've got these pieces in place, they'll want to get it out within 18 months, two years. It could just just to to get it out there before you know. Yeah, and I think it, it would you know. I'm interested depending to see on it. the script. It, it should yeah. be an awards turn as well. Yeah, potentially, potentially. Um, but yeah, so that was interesting. In, but talking about Brian Singer. Okay. Go I'm talking it. about talking about X Men. Um, there was talk this week that Fox could be looking at um, a potential soft reboot of the X Men franchise. Which, do you know what? If, if they're gonna do that, which kind of makes sense to me. Um, now is a good time. They're seeing a lot of changes. Obviously, they've seen within sort of the, the Fox Marvel area. We're seeing Hugh Jackman hanging up his claws as Logan. That's coming to an end. Mm-hmm. We're seeing a, a shift in uh, in the personnel for, for Deadpool, Deadpool two and Deadpool three. Uh, we're seeing some other shifts within that. You know, we've seen obviously things like Fantastic Four that, that haven't worked. I think it's really good for Fox to go back and take a look at this and go, what should we do? X Men Apocalypse this year did not do as well as it it should have done. It, it, oh yeah, you know, it underperformed. It was not the quality was not where it should have been. Um, I think pretty much everybody who saw that film agreed. So I think. If if there's a time in a timeline where you do look and go, maybe we should do a soft reboot. I think this is probably the one for Fox. What do you think about that? I would, dude, fuck fuck a soft reboot. I would do a hard <laughs> reboot. I would fucking blow this whole franchise but to smithereens. A, where would the hard it's reboot go though? What can they do that is so? I don't know. Different? I'd get rid of everyone. It, it's it is a mess. Apocalypse is one of the worst movies I've yeah. ever seen. It was bad. And none of the casting is particularly that interesting. I liked Ty Sheridan as yeah. Cyclops. 
but like Jennifer Lawrence is ready to be out. Nicholas Holt should be out. Uh, there, there's not a lot right. And, and and so wait, we're getting. Uh, hold on. Talking. L- let, let me look this up. When you're talking about that, saying things that aren't right, we got some response to um, the uh, Rami Malik being Freddie Mercury. Movie junkies in the chat says I do not see him as Mercury at all. Uh, Zeno yeah. Hour says Oscar Isaac would have been a better choice uh, in my opinion. Totally fucking agree. Um, uh, Jonathan Peck, is he going to sing in the biopic? I don't know. We know that um, Brian May and right. Roger Queen's Taylor involved, are involved as music so maybe, pro- musical producers. So you would think that they would just use Freddie's voice. I would mean, have thought so. He has so. such a one-of-a-kind you voice. You can't replicate it. Yeah. I think they would have to. I mean, how ta- like, if, what if it turned out Rami Malek had Freddie Mercury's voice, too? Like, yeah. How, like, how talented are you really allowed to be? But I would, I mean, I'd, I'm just looking forward, if they're doing things like videos, I just want to see Rami Malek in the uh, I Want to Break Free video, you know, where Freddie Mercury dressed up as a housewife. Our, Genius. Our, our internet here is disappointing me. One yeah. second. So, yeah, I, I mean, obviously, you know, Buster Dye says Rami is a good actor, but dot, 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 fine. Yeah, I agree. Um, but yeah, my certainly, I would think that um, I would think that they would use Freddie Mercury's voice over his, unless they want to really train the the heck out of him to to, to sound like Freddie. It's difficult. You're right. Yeah. What are you looking for? Uh, okay, no, no, no. I was just looking up the the new mutant stuff. Yeah. So because that's part of the X Men heart uh, soft reboot, whatever the fuck this thing it is. is. And so they uh, now I think it's Hitfix. This was like back in the day when yeah. Drew was still there. He threw out three names: um, Maisie Williams, yeah, right from Game of Thrones, yep. Anya Taylor Joy from The Witch, and Nat Wolf. Uh-huh. I mean, it sounds like those, those names like are, all three of those. are probably going to stick. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so but you're also- going to be rebuilding the franchise in part with those three and Josh Boone, the director of The Fault in Our Stars, who I really like. And then Deadpool three is going to introduce X Force apparently. So that's another. And I think that's the way into it. Use yeah. Deadpool um, to, to set the rest of this stuff up. Mm-hmm. And, uh, do they want to do it sooner than that? Because Deadpool 3 won't be out for three years, let's that's, say. That's Oh, they're talking about Deadpool 3 for X-Force? Yeah. Who fucking... I can't even keep track yeah, of it. Yeah, because it's going to be Cable uh, for two, and then they're looking at doing um, sort of for the third one, sort of leading in and doing X-Force we, for the third one. We did one. get a report from THR, though, this week that suggested David Leach is now in negotiations. Okay. Uh, so it looks like that's, that's going to cool. stick. And I, wait, so we, wait, we still have Alexander Ship as Storm. She, yeah. she would be part of this hard reboot, and I suppose Great. Ty Sheridan, although I'm not sure if he would be in New Mutants. Mm. Is there anybody we, could, we you'd want to see carried through? I mean, I do like Evan Peters. Yeah, he's really good, but like they need to do more with that character than give him one sequence per movie. They did a great sequence that they didn't use in Apocalypse. There was another that they gave him a second one. That yeah, he, yeah. Uh, no. Well, <laughs> there you go. Uh, an American Werewolf in London. Yeah, getting Ooh. remade mm. by Max Landis, yeah. our pal. Um, I love Max. I think that this was an inevitability yeah. that this movie was going to be remade. And mm. if anyone else is going to do it, why not have it be Max? And, you know, I think that that's a cool yeah. sort of, you know, mirror thing. Um, what do you think? There aren't many movies that I'm I'm particularly precious about. But American Werewolf in London is somewhat of a seminal movie for me, for, for me growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, I am not 
averse to reboots and remakes and redos. There are many films that I love. Actually, I, I actually sometimes prefer the reboot to the remake to to the original. I think it always brings something different, or it's a valid piece on its own. Um, I, I'm I I trust him to do this. I like his previous work. I think he will bring something to it that is very interesting. I think he will help create a cast that is is a mix of eclectic and fresh. And I think he'll take it in in a very interesting direction. It, we still have the original American Werewolf in London. Nobody's going to destroy that. It's not like we can't watch that anymore. I'm nervous, but I'm certainly I've got I've got one foot in the boat. And I'm putting weight on it. Well, I actually saw Max's directorial debut this year. Okay. Uh, he invited me to a little premiere here in L.A. And I liked it. It has it had a, like a, a fun energy about it. Mm. And I think that he'll sort of bring that to Good. this remake. I like his writing. Yeah. You know, I'm not, I've never seen him like direct a horror movie before or whatever. Mm. I mean, this, this would only be his second film. Uh, and Me, Him, Her was a comedy. But... Yeah, I, I believe in, in Max, and again, if this is gonna happen, like if this is gonna happen, you might as well have someone who treasures the original, obviously, yeah. and will yeah. do his father justice. And like, he does. He's not, he's not gonna piss all over his father's legacy. No. And I'm sure. By the way, I'm sure that John Landis is gonna have plenty of like input. Yeah, you know, it's, it's not like they just sit at the dinner table at night and uh, Max doesn't mention what he's working on. No. So I think it's kind of cool that well, John Landis will at least have a voice somehow in this process. I, I, I mean, if you're going he's, to, he's an EP on the project. Sorry, okay. I think I believe. Um, I we've seen with with other sort of familial legacies when it comes to to film and, and properties. Where and I'll use the Hensons as a really good example. Mm. Um, we've seen there that 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 Jim's son has an entire family have been very careful about what they've done with with making with, with sort of effectively rebooting you know re-energizing um muppets sometimes successfully sometimes not successfully but i think when you have that close of a personal tie i think it's a very different it's a different tie to being someone for instance let's use edgar wright where you particularly love a character or you love an idea and you want to see it come to and sometimes it can go well and sometimes it can't because you may be too close to the project or that kind of thing or you bring your your own your own thoughts and baggage to it. I think when it's something that your own father has made, I think you you look at it in a slightly there, different way. It's a different a kind there, yeah. of closeness. It's a respect. Okay. You know, it's it's a different kind of, of legacy you're handling. So I'm very I'm I'm like I say, I'm a little bit nervous, but I if anybody's gonna take it forward, he's he's a solid he's a, he gets a thumbs up from me, is what I'm saying, in a really long way. Uh, Justin Kroll broke yeah. a cool story Did. this week uh, over uh, at Variety about Jurassic World. Yeah. And Toby Jones and Rafe Spall joining mm-hmm. the cast. I mean, you know, neither's a big name or anything, but Toby Jones always classes up every movie he's in. Yeah. Uh, and Rafe Spall's uh, Massively cool too. underrated, and I absolutely love both of them. Yeah, I feel like he's he was on the verge of like becoming a big star yeah. a few years ago. That hasn't uh, quite maybe, happened. Maybe this will help him get back to it. Uh, let me see if I know anything about this new Jurassic World. What did you think of these? Uh, Great. Songs? I mean, they're, they're both actors that I really love. I mean, obviously, they've been, you know, coming from the UK, they've been very predominant on the on the scene for many, many years. They're in a in a, in a a basket of people that I'm like, if you want to add class to project or you want to have a benchmark or a watermark of quality, you kind of get these guys in. They're both very diverse. 
They can do great dramatic roles. They can do comedy brilliantly um, and very subtly, uh, which I think is going to be fantastic. We don't know what characters they're going to be playing yet, I believe. Um, but no, I'm I'm very on board, and I think it's nice to have. You know, I'm, I'm looking forward to having some some British guys, you know, in here. We're seeing quite a few interesting roles for Brits in Hollywood right now, um, and they're, they're not Ameri- not Brits trying to be Americans, and they're not there just being hello. I'm British. Um, I think it's going to be really really interesting. Oh, okay. Are we allowed to say that? No. Or no. Okay. No. Interesting. But yeah. Uh, ooh, that is interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's going to be certainly in in that. I think very interesting. No, I, I like them. I mean, whenever they've ever done anything in the UK, whether it's been TV or film, it's always they've always nailed it. They never don't bring it. And I think whether it's big roles or small roles, I, 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 I'm, I've I've worked with them. I've interviewed them many many times. They don't just take anything even if it's a small role they're not guys who take roles for the money they want to do it to- they're yeah. passionate i can totally see toby jones in jurassic park too that'll be, yeah. i think that'll be cool um in other sequel news mission impossible six yes and there's a wait the pacific rim 2 there's there's so much sequel pacific stuff going rim on two pacific rim 2 just started shooting, shooting. That, yeah. so that's that's it that's the news yeah that's okay. the news although again I, i'm still not excited about that i am tempted no, to go I. back and watch pacific rim again and see if i missed something last time i'm i'm excited about it in the sense that it seems like completely different with the cast yeah so i will see it again i didn't need to see a sequel with the same boring characters although mm. garrett headland is a standout in this weekend's billy lynn which is otherwise terrible <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, but uh, so, uh, did you see the script covers for Pacific Rim Two? No, they were really cool. Cool, yeah, I like those script covers, uh, Guillermo. But I mean, it's, Impos- it's, it's something I'm hoping that the sequel's actually better than the original, rather than going, oh, it well, it's a sequel to a film that I'm not like, oh, like the first one, so I'm going to see this. Yeah. Scott Eastwood, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's different. Uh, I, I guess I suppose I'd give that one a shot. Yeah, Mission Impossible Six though mm. got a release date. Yes, it did. Means it is happening. Yes. It's now on the books because the studio would never announce a release date for a movie that wasn't going to happen. No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and Chris, McQu- Chris McQuarrie's back to direct. Tom yep. Cruise. I don't know if you know who he will be joined. I imagine Simon Pegg again. Simon Pegg will be back. Simon Peck will be back. Um, he's got a really great relationship with 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 Tom personally. They're good friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got a great relationship with Paramount. They really like Simon Pegg. Um, his character in this is very popular. I know Star Trek kind of didn't probably do him any favors. Uh, Star Trek Beyond this summer, um, but I, you know he is very popular and he does have that Tom Cruise connection. If Tom Cruise is on your side, Tom Cruise is involved in the production of this as well and not just starring in it. You know. He's going to be secure. I I would like to see Rebecca come back. Uh, I really liked her character in the last one. Oh, oh she's definitely going to yeah. be back. I um, mean, you, you don't create a star like that yeah. and then let her go. What I'd like to see is a smaller ensemble around Tom Cruise and give... Because there's a lot of great characters in the Mission Impossible franchise, and a lot of give them are not due. often given the chance to breathe. It's sometimes some of these franchises get overcrowded. So I would like to see... Oh, this is really not up to me. But I'd like to see a smaller group, maybe four Maybe five, but no bigger than that. Mm-hmm. So everybody gets a chance to really... I mean, it's the Ethan Hunt show. We all know that. Right. But just give them a little bit more to play with. So, you okay? I see your facial expression I'm, change. I'm, I'm looking at a breaking news story on Deadline, which really has no news in it. Okay, excellent. Um, it's just about... It's just an ad for Christina Hodson. Okay. Who's the writer of Shut In. Yeah. The movie that... 
coming out this out weekend to a whimper. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Na- didn't Watts didn't do previews weekend. last night. So I, I like I read. Uh, I think it was a Variety reporter, whatever. That was like seven to, supposed to get do seven to nine million, and then by the end of the week, it was a two and a half to three yeah, million. Two point eight is what they're expecting this weekend Jesus at the moment. Bad, in tenth right? place in the box office. Yeah, that, but we'll get to that later. on. That's not good. No. But um, so the whole point of the story though is that Christina Hansen is the writer on Bumblebee. Okay. Uh, the the Paramount spinoff mm-hmm. of Transformers. Uh, and so the story is just about Paramount and Michael Bay ready to go out to directors. So it does seem that we will have our first film in the Transformers franchise mm-hmm. not directed by Michael Bay, right? Yep. I guess that's somewhat interesting, but uh, it doesn't mention any directors that they're out to. It's basically a story that she has finished a screenplay. Anyways, yeah. Sorry to interrupt. No, that is that's what absolutely my face fine. Was so yeah, so Mission Impossible Six, um, getting getting this the summer release. It's 2018. Um, it's going up against a DC movie, isn't it? It is. Yeah, it's Aquaman. And it's su- supposed to be Aquaman, right? That hasn't yeah. been formally announced. Yet. That that could move. Um, in fact, ah. Okay, Zeno Hour in the chat said uh, Aquaman probably moves up. Uh, uh, John Peck is asking, is Christopher McQuarrie still directing MI6? Yes, uh, that is the case at the moment. Um, yeah, so, I mean, Mission Impossible 6, uh, it's a franchise I really enjoy. I really enjoyed the last one. I know it didn't perhaps do as well as it should have done. Um, and I know I'm slightly biased because I'm a big Tom Cruise fan. Um, but I would like to see them do a little bit of a, because this is going to be the sixth one, Set it up for a really interesting. Either end it at six or set it up for a really interesting couple of movies following on. Um, Should Tom Cruise I, not be Ethan Hunt anymore? No, I. This is his franchise. He shouldn't have come back for for Jack Reacher. <laughs> um, but Mission Impossible, man, it's, it go. It's, I love it. It's going strong. Yeah. Where are the where let, are the re- let it run. where other TV franchises have failed? I, I mean, it, we're in a world where fucking Fast and Furious is supposed to have ten movies. So if that gets ten movies. <laughs> Tom Cruise can have fucking six. Um, we didn't talk about one thing. We should call it that. About Mission Impossible. Fucking, fucking six. six. <laughs> <laughs> fucking six, man. You gonna see fucking six tonight? Uh, hey, I mean the In other yeah. sequel news, um, yeah. it's hello. It's not really news. Uh, we just didn't talk about it last week. There was a trailer. There was. There was a trailer. a trailer that came out for one of. Uh, is it one of your favorite movies? Uh, the tra- sequel, Train Spotting, Police yeah. Academy. Yeah. Uh, yes, it is. <laughs> Transpotting. Police Academy. Don't stop the music. The village people Sim- buy a pick. Guys, I have a fun fact. Simon actually plays the baby crawling on the I ceiling do. in Transpotting. Some of my finest work. <laughs> Some of my finest work. Uh, there is work out there for short, bald actors, you know. Um, I'm not an actor. Uh, I am short and bald, though. Uh, yeah, so Train Spotting 2 came out last week. Uh, now, I, lo- I, lo- I love Train Spotting. I watched it again quite recently with my wife. We, we hadn't watched it for a-, for a long, long time. And we were like, okay, fine, let's watch it again. So we did. Um, it's a great movie. It's a great movie. It's, a, it's still a great movie. Mm-hmm. It hasn't lost anything in, in all these years. Uh, then the trailer came out a couple of days later. And I was kind of like, I'm excited for this movie. But it kind of looks like the same fucking thing again. And while obviously that's the whole idea of the book, porno, that was but, Irvin Walsh, but it's like it, the trailer and the, the, the things are kind of, it just feels like, I'm wondering if you're going to feel too familiar, because obviously he goes back to Edinburgh. But they're not real, like, I, I, maybe one of them is still a heroin addict, maybe Spud or whatever. But, I, I didn't read the book, but he's not a heroin addict anymore, Renton, No, no, but there are, there are things in the, in the trailer that occur, like, you know, sort of Hugh McGregor's character in front of the car and doing his laugh, and then, you know, people, you know, the... the, the oh, all the, the callbacks. All the callback stuff, and it's just like, you know, I'm just like a Degby going batshit crazy, and I'm just like... J- 
I mean, I'm really looking forward to the film, but I'm just a bit like, oh, is this just going to be like The Hangover 2, where it's like, it's the same shit in a different situation. And I'm looking forward to it, but I am a little bit nervous. But I feel like you have to give Danny Boyle the benefit of the doubt. Like, I like I, I Danny don't, Boyle. I don't think he would phone in a sequel no. to his most... No, no, no. P- potentially his most revered movie. I think there's going to be... I think what they might have done is done the trailer, so it's like, oh, I like that. I will go and see that because it's more of that. I thought it looked good. I was. Yeah. Sort of, I actually was no, shocked absolutely. at how good it looked. Yeah, me too. Um, Part of it was his direction. Like, yeah, yeah. some of the shots and everything. It wasn't necessarily the content. No, no, I like see the what they completely do, and I think there's, there's going to be a lot more there beyond these familiar... Yeah, you, you mentioned something else which I hadn't heard. Train spotting TV series, apparently. Yeah, Irvin what? Walsh has been talking about that, taking the characters from obviously the books and the films and looking at potentially doing a train spotting TV series. I would say no on that. Um, I don't, unless it was the original cast and there were really good ideas, but what are you going to do with it? Are you just going to have people in Edinburgh getting getting high on heroin and all the japes and scrapes that come along with that? Um, yeah, I'm. I, I, I have trouble seeing that. That'd, that'd be like yeah. kid, kids, the TV series next week, and an all new kids <laughs> yeah, short bus. <laughs> I'm just like, right. <laughs> will Diana get fingered? I'm just like, I no. I'm something's just either they belong as movies or they don't. I don't want to see the characters carried on to TV. I don't want to see different people playing those characters. I don't want to see stories about the people around those central characters. It's not like the Marvel Universe Mm. where you can have these characters that have these separate worlds because that's going to be different. That will then not be train spotting. I would... I would say either if you're going to do it for TV, do it as a maybe six part miniseries and round it off or do another movie or just leave it alone. Yeah. Have a, is that an option? Just leave Cut it alone. Option three, please <laughs> leave it the fuck alone. Uh, yeah. So I'm very excited about Train Spotting 2. A little bit concerned on the fringes, but Train Spotting TV series, I'm going to say no. Okay. Me, me yeah. too. Okay, uh, cool. You know. I, there was another thing we missed last week that Universal uh, is is getting. We had so much is, stuff is to now fit doing in last the, week. the live action Voltron movie. Yeah, I, I I'm not a Voltron guy. I barely know. Basically, what the fuck Transformers. This thing is. Right, it's things that come, come together to form a giant. Yeah, there was that. There was bot. like GoBots. There was Transformers, and I'm yeah, just it's like, stupid to me. But I, I, I don't know. I didn't know if you were a, Volt, a, a closet what? Voltron fan. <laughs> Mum, Dad, I'm a Voltron fan. Uh, it's my choice. Accept me for it. Um, I uh, I know that Netflix have gone big on Voltron this year. They've done some Voltron products. In fact, our, our sister network, um, AfterBuzz TV, I believe they have a Voltron show. Um, I, I, I just I don't think we need another robot transforming thing. I think we've got Transformers, and that's very popular. Mm-hmm. We get those every couple of years, and we're going to keep getting those every couple of years. <sighs> um, I'm just, but I'm just, on, uh, yeah, I'm just. I don't know if there's the hunger like for these that. sort of B and C level franchises that are going to try to get bumped up every couple of years. A we get a we get a thing beating the shit out of another thing. Oh, movies here. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Here's a movie that I doubted. Okay, and the trailer came out this week, and I yeah. thought it actually looked kind of cool. What do you think of the Valerian trailer? I haven't watched it. What? We'll, we'll watch it after the show. Okay, cool. I'm, uh, a, I'm a fan of Luke Besson. 
It looked interesting. You know, it puts a lot of stock in the fifth element. It's like from the director of the fifth element. Yeah. Can you believe it? We got that director. Um, I didn't really like the fifth Did element. Did they hire you to do the voiceover are you for a, that? Are you a big fifth element guy? Yeah, I love the fifth element. I'm not a big fifth oh, element guy. I absolutely guy. love that. It's like a, a cool world without a inter- really interesting story to me. Maybe I saw when I was a little too young, but... I watched I watched that for the first time when it was in theatres. I went to New York for the first time, and I watched that, and then I did it with a double bill with Austin Bowers. Uh, and oh, I absolutely love Fifth Element. And I watched it again about uh, nine months ago, eight months ago, um, and I was talking to, to Mila Jovovich about it, and she just is so so in love with that movie. And I'm, I love it. I, I have it. It's great fun. Okay. It's goofy, but it's great fun. <laughs> Gary Oldman fucking loved being part of that, by the way. Listen, it, it, Fifth if he's ever has grumpy in an moments, interview, talk about it Fifth has Element. It's moments, but I'm not a, a diehard fan, so when I saw this being sort of hyped up, uh, I thought it was kind of funny. Did, it didn't do that well, did it? The Fifth it, no, it wasn't a massive success. Yeah, it's like, critically, like, it's it did really well, but it wasn't to, like, a. hang a whole trailer on, like. But, um, but I think it was. It came out at a time where there wasn't really any sci-fi movies like that around. This, you know, that's true. it filled it filled a hole for it took quirky a big shot. spaceships. I think that's what this is going to do. Yeah, not that there's a, a void of those movies, but I think this is going to be almost just about as weird as Guardians and Good. you know off kilter. Yeah, I, I'm I'm into it. It looked much better than I thought it would because it's also going up against Christopher Nolan's Dunkirk. Yeah. Which is crazy if you're a hundred eighty million dollar sci fi movie starring Cara Delvine and Dan Allen. But do you know what? I I think they won't cannibalize each other's audiences. I think they're so diverse and so different. I think there'll be audiences for both. Personally, I'd probably move them a week apart. But I think it's uh I think that's I would certainly that would be a weekend where I would go, I'm gonna go and see two movies at the theatre this weekend. That's what I would do. Um, but I'm a nerd. Okay, there there was news uh, that I did want to talk about. Wait, this is this is a big one. Okay, this will be a good discussion. Mm-hmm. We're gonna have a couple of those because we still got 20 minutes. Um, Mike DeLuca mm-hmm. and Jennifer Todd are yeah. gonna produce the Oscars. Yeah, I kind of love the choice. Really like Mike DeLuca. Super smart guy. Think it's in very good hands with both of them. Jennifer Todd runs Matt and Ben's production company. Yep, Pearl Street. So now the question turns to who will host the Oscars. There's been a lot of talk about Jimmy Kimmel doing it because yep. it's on ABC and ABC mm-hmm. wants its guy in there. Uh, what do you think? Who would you like to see host the Oscars, Simon? I I'm putting you on the spot. Okay, I would like to see. Um, I'd like to see Kevin Hart do it. Um, I don't want to see Amy Schumer do it. I think uh, Amy Schumer is too polarizing right yeah, now. I, There's I, too much Amy Schumer right now. Kevin Hart. I, also, I, I like her work, but I don't think the tone is right. Okay. Um, I there are, there's quite a long list of people that I'd like to see. Kevin hosting. Hart, I think, would be good, especially with Dwayne. Yeah. But they just did the MTV Movie Awards. Mm. I don't think you that is like. You get to go from MTV Movie Awards, and then your promotion is the Oscars. Outside, but I would love to see Jane Lynch host it. She's a TV person, though. I I do believe that a movie person. So is Jimmy should, Kimmel, for sure. A lot of a lot of people who have done it, you know, Neil Patrick Harris and Ellen. Yeah, but I would quite happily have Ellen do it again. I like Ellen, but I don't no. think she's going to be the right fit it's, for this. It's got to be fresh, and I, and I think that that is what DeLuca and Todd want to do. They want to put their stamp on the show. They don't want to mm. just use someone else's choice. They have this they... opportunity. Who knows when you get it, get it again? 
Would they double team it? I mean, we've been burnt by that in the past. Would they have I, two hosts? I think two hosts is the way to go. I yeah. think it, it's almost too big a job for one person. Like, that person has to be absolutely perfect. Mm. Um, it's just... And, and you get you hit more demographics, you know? So, uh, so, you, so Kevin Hart, like, is there anybody Zeno else? Hours, Zeno Hours said Kevin Hart. Uh, in the chat, we've got um, uh, Alec Baldwin and Kate McKinnon. Uh, also, Zeno Hour and Jonathan Peck both saying Key and Peel. Now, I Key and Peel's a good choice. Uh, that's really good. I actually, um, I was in New York the other weekend for the junket for Why Him, and I got to speak um, to Key. And a, he's fucking lovely. I yeah, just, he's, he's I guy. just wanted to hug him oh, and okay. just go out for a beer. He is seriously the nicest guy, and he's funny and he's very intelligent. And I think they together would be absolutely superb. And I think also because obviously they're known for their comedy stuff. And Keanu was underrated. Um, and should have the done producers better. said they want to hire someone with a comedic background. Yeah. Um, I think they would be great. I think they'd bring a level of gravitas. I think when you needed to do those serious moments. But I think their humor would be very insightful. And well delivered, and they, and they are becoming movie people. That's yeah. that's what's important to me. Is that it doesn't look like their future will be in television necessarily, unless mm. they're producing other people's shit. I think that they are going to go off and have successful movie careers. Yeah, um, so I, I would. We've count, obviously would seen that with Peel, obviously you know moving moving away from his comedy stuff to something really. Right. And like like Bucks up. like Ellen has you know she's the voice of yeah. you know Dory or whatever yeah. and Neil Patrick Harris has been in movies but they are primarily TV people yeah. I think he and Peel are going to become primarily movie people which is why I think that they would be appropriate I know it's going to uh, get thrown out there The Rock but I don't I don't want to do I don't want to see The Rock do it so as I, much as I love I think The, the Rock, Rock would be good but yeah he he was not on my list um, uh, and, and having seen him and him and Kevin together when they did the MTV Movie Awards I was up at up at Warner for that um, that for me they work well together on screen but doing that together on stage i i wasn't a huge fan of that who are the funniest women on the planet though like i think it has to be a woman yeah Spe- like i thought it had to be a woman when we were going to get clinton as president yeah now i really think it has to be a woman um or at least include a woman whether it's you know a guy a guy and a girl Melissa McCarthy, though, is by far the best female comedian. Polarizing, in, though, in terms again, of movies, not because of anything she's done. I mean, I've, I, I think love she'll her. Be really good, and she's lovely. I think she gets a lot of unfair shit. Um, uh, Jones from Leslie Jones. Leslie Jones. I don't think Leslie Jones is quite polished enough to do the Oscars, uh, or or well known enough to an international an international audience. I mean, this is a show for the whole world. Um, Louis C.K. was someone that got thrown up to me this week, and I'm like, I don't think he's, I don't think he would get that. I don't think he'd stand yeah. a chance of getting it. But I would love to see his. De- Lu- I think Louis, delivery. I think Louis is too smart to do it. Yeah, um, and it would be like Ricky Gervais hosting the Oscars. It just doesn't feel right. Um, I don't know. Th- there's a lot of capable people out there. I have faith that that Mike and Jennifer will make the right decision. Yeah, but uh, but I think Melissa M- McCarthy would be really cool. I- I'd love to see the Ghostbusters present. Like in the face of all the shit that they took this year, yeah. Seeing those four women on on stage would be awesome. I I you know I know a lot of people don't like Melissa McCarthy, but I do. Who doesn't like her? I know what? a lot of people don't. I mean, when I I interview, I did um, I did the review say. for the Boss, and okay, it's not the greatest comedy film ever, but I I really like her. Um, I'd like to see her and actually Paul Feig. 
I li- I'm a big. I like Paul. Not just not as a. I, I mean, saw him uh, last night. He's a, a lovely guy. He's just a really nice guy. He's very intelligent. He's very erudite. Yeah. I would erudite. like to see him. I think he and Melissa. Would be great together. Just They've like got ho- such like Paul, a great friendship. Paul hosting the Oscars. Paul hosting and Melissa. Yeah, you think very outside the box. I do. That's what I do. Although I'll, I will, I'll be honest, you know, we did think about Judd. Um, Apatow. Yeah, yeah. I thought it meant Nelson then. Judd Nelson. <laughs> Bender walking uh, across. Okay, Oscar host. <laughs> yeah. There, there was another story. Okay, wait. You, you got to hear this. I, okay. I think you probably haven't heard this. Tina Fey, Amy Poehler. Like the idea. I think we passed that now. This was Bill Murray. Nuts last Sorry, night. Yeah. Hollywood Reporter last night had a mm. story about Sony seeking a patent method for measuring journalist accuracy. Okay? Right. Can you be- can you imagine that? So Sony would grade all of the reporters on I'm using some, you know, formula that it that the creator of this uh, system has devised or whatever yeah. to give us an accuracy score so that when you read an article by Jeff Snyder who has a 93 or whatever next to his name you can either trust it or say well that's not high enough for me that number. This is the most ludicrous fucking idea I've heard in quite some time and the fact that it was from Sony Pictures which thinks it is that it it is an arbiter of truth is is funny on its head. You can't you you can't do that. That's... It's not Sony Pictures, excuse me. Forgive me, it's not Sony Pictures, it's Sony Corporation. Yeah, you can't that's a, that's a completely pointless and massively flawed way. It's it's to dude, do it. Listen to this shit. It would make assessments of a journalist's credibility based on inputs including the historical value of the work. Passive input based on usage behavior, comments by casual observers, as well as independent assessment in public fora. No. What? What the fuck is... No, that's... that's... I'm like, I'll put it this way. You know, it's again, it's not Sony Pictures, but Sony Pictures are employees of Sony Corporation, mm. and it's... It's like if its own employees no. don't understand what is the truth and what is not, which has certainly been my experience. And, I mean, I think this just applies... How could they grade journalists? It takes some fucking balls to apply for this kind of a patent. This, I mean, that's it's dangerous in so many ways. Um, it's it's very easily skewed. Um, we've, we've seen... I'll just go back to the election very quickly. We've seen a lot of disinformation put out on things that are people who claim to be journalists putting things out that are completely false. And if you decide that you want to get on board with that, believe that, even though it, even if it has zero based in fact, if you feel that that aligns with your beliefs of what something is, uh, you can put it out there as a fact. I think when you bring that into journalism, it's very you can't you can't do that that's like i disagree with what you're saying it's like like a being a like an uber driver or a yelp review i disagree with your take on that film therefore i will give you a two out of five right okay fine so then okay so these guys are monitoring it then you write a positive thing about fox i don't like that thing i work for this company so therefore i'm going to give you a three therefore your integrity as a journalist is based on the, the the i'd say prejudice it's not prejudice but the opinions and beliefs and feelings of someone else and that's like someone else might, and then Fox look at something you write about, say Sony or, or Disney, and they go, "Oh, okay, I don't like that." Blah, blah, blah. You, no, that's not that's not how journalism works. All I know is that's if, censorship. If I had to be judged on my accuracy by the studios and agencies who I deal with, who think everything, nothing is a story, and everything is premature, 
Like, holy shit, I have a, a zero score. But, a zero. But also, it, it not just as a, as a journalist, it then compromises, compromises you and your integrity. It also does a disservice to the audience. Because then it, they're not getting a, an informed opinion from a... I mean, we live in a slightly different age of, of journalism now. They're not... They will go, okay, well... I, Jeff's only got a score of three, so his his opinion is less valid, even though you agree. I don't think it's very dangerous. It, was, it does a disservice it was to an the audience. Absurd and insulting patent yeah. uh, to read, uh, and let's hope that it doesn't clear a patent office. No, uh, we do have some breaking news. Okay, did you see? No, I'm Napoleon Solo has yeah. died. Ooh, Robert Vaughn. Oh no. Robert Vaughn, who played Napoleon Solo on The Man from Uncle, has died at 83 following a brief battle with acute leukemia. I'm reading this on Deadline. Uh, he played a gunman in The Magnificent Seven. Yeah. In the original. Um, oh, man. Yeah. Sorry. RIP. Uh, That's uh, bad news. My best to his. My thoughts are with his family yeah. and, and that. Um. Wow. He wasn't really a star of our generation, but yeah, well, you know, I, a, big, I, a big name, Robert. Yeah, Bond. I I grew up, um, you know, I'm t- tail end of the, the high point of his career. That's when I I was growing up, so I remember seeing him, you know, on TV in movies. Um, that's terrible. Oh, he's that's not, sh- he was in Austin Powers, right? Yeah, Austin Powers. Um, that's such a terrible shame. I'm um, going yeah, back to the Oscars. That was, that's a great that's a great bit that he does with Mike Myers and Austin yeah. Powers. So, um, Sky Patterson uh, in the chat has said uh, James Corden hosting the Oscars would be interesting. He just hosted the Hollywood Film Awards. Yeah, it's like no, you no. don't get to do that. You know, if you're the Oscar host, you don't go and host the Hollywood Film Awards. No, like, I, I I kind which of like I can't the idea. He hosted I don't anyways. think he would be right. Yeah, I love James Corden, but like. Yeah. Bro, you blew it. Like now, you have to like wait a few years yeah. to get the stink out of that sh- <laughs> that shell off. Of get you. the taint. Um, okay, we've what do got you want to talk about? we've got about um, eight minutes left, so we we need to talk about this week's movie releases. But let's just touch on some uh, some other sort of smaller news this week. Go ahead, um, rapid fire. Uh, Fantastic Beasts two. Apparently, this week uh, it was reported that uh, the younger Dumbledore, who's going to feature in the upcoming Fantastic Beasts movies, um, is going to be openly gay. What, what do you think? Because I don't care because I'm not going to see Fantastic I don't care. Beasts. I don't, I, don't, I don't care if Dumbledore is gay or not. Yeah, I don't really think gay values will be espoused in Fantastic no. Beasts 2. He'll just mention, you know, some yeah. significant other who's a guy. I, I, I don't think we're going to see flouncing him around, you know, the younger yeah. Dumbledore. I, did, I don't think it's going to make any difference or any impact at all. So, reported story, but I don't think it's going to have any greater impact on, on the franchise or anything else. Mm-hmm. I mean, those people who already don't like Harry Potter, who think on a moralistic value because it's about witchcraft, they don't want their kids to watch it, they're not going to see this shit anyway. So, make him as gay as you like, but I don't think it'll make any difference to the franchise, and I don't think he'll be, you know, I don't think it'll be a big issue. Um, now You See Me Too has got new writers. Sorry, Now You See Me 3, obviously, Now You See Me 2 came out this summer. They can't rewrite that shit. That's already out there. Um, I'm surprised that the studio hasn't ditched plans for Now You See Me 3, because Now You See Me was, I enjoyed. Um, Now You See Me 2 came out this year. It It wasn't a great sequel, and it was just generally a, a, a lack of interest and buzz about it and in a summer which was generally disappointing it had the chance to come through and perhaps rise up and be something that people were really into just didn't work i'm quite surprised that they're that they're still going ahead 
with the third one. I'm looking at the box office rep- uh, results for. I the thought they sequel. might have. I mean, it's am I alone in that? It still made 334 million worldwide. It, it was just such a big thing for it. Again, 65 domestic, 269 foreign. Yeah, there's your answer. Yeah, foreign it's money. As, it's as simple as that. Um, we a story that we already knew, but it came through this week. Michael Keaton has confirmed that he's a vulture in Spider Man. Literally blew my mind that this was a news story. Yeah, I was literally very surprised. blew my mind because this was confirmed like two, three months ago, wasn't it? I'm just gonna start throwing shit out there, like. I, Guys, breaking news. What's that? Send the alert. Alden Ehrenreich cast as Han Solo. Hey! I'm going to do that every fucking Friday for the next <laughs> six months. Like, what the fuck? Police Academy 2 has been greenlit. I, I was already, you know, I'm yeah. not allowed to talk about the set visit, but it's like, uh, it's like, yeah, I saw Michael Keaton playing the fucking vulture before my eyes. Yeah. I'm, I'm this quite was surprised. Not a secret. I'm just surprised sometimes when these stories are, are Tom are, Holland Spider Man. Yeah. Who, who decides to go with what? this shit? You know, T- THR did a story last night that's like every, you know, update, like everything you need to know on Deadpool 2. And it's just <laughs> recapping yeah. everything you already know about yeah. Deadpool 2. Uh, let's talk about big releases this week. Let's talk about the releases. We already touched on Shut In, which is getting quite a wide release, um, but really not expected. It's been downgraded expectation this week. It's got quite a few screens. It's quite a few screens. Um, 2.8 million it's looking at, which is going to put it in 10th place, according to boxofficemojo.com. That's, that's been downgraded, they're, you said earlier. Even, they, didn't like show to, they didn't show it to critics no um it looks like a quite a good idea i'm just a shame i thought it i thought it like oh what's it on a, a plane? year ago when i heard naomi watts or whatever was going to do a thriller with jacob trombley or whatever um you know i was into that idea yeah that trailer i knew right away yeah. garbage um i'll watch it on a plane uh it, it, it reminded me of like that fucking uh daniel craig movie that sucked dream oh god yeah that was awful yeah so bad that uh, the director, Neil Jordan, actually took his name off that. This looks real bad. Um, Arrival, big, the biggest release of the week. Uh, previews last night, 1.5 million. Expected to bring in about 25 million mm-hmm. this weekend in third place behind I'd be Strange and I'd Trolls. I'd be very surprised if it did 25. Um, yeah. It's a smaller film than that, and it doesn't have big stars. I think it's looking at 20. Yeah, that That's where fair. it's feeling right but, for like, me. I, I had it pegged for 15 uh, before, but I think that the reviews are really helping it. Yeah. So that's it's very it strong, very strong reviews for that. I enjoyed it. I didn't think it was amazing. I think I might have missed something, or maybe I just didn't hit me the same way. But I really enjoyed it as a movie, but I, I like him as a director. I like the end a lot. Like, the end just makes that whole yeah. movie. I, I, it's a good I journey. It. It's quite a slow journey. It's a considered journey, but I, I like it. I read the short story that it's based on oh, this week. Oh, okay. And... Um, Eric Heiser deserves a lot of credit for like spinning a really entertaining movie out of that short story, which is very, as you would say, cerebral and erudite. I would indeed. I have said that many times. Uh, so we're looking at, yeah, so 25, I'm thinking it's going to be more around 20. Uh, also coming out this week, um, Almost Christmas, which I haven't seen, but it does look kind of fun. I mean, I'm not going to rush out and see it. I'm not going to pay to see it in the theatre. I'll probably catch it on a plane. I will. Ne- I will never see this movie. <laughs> it, it, it pretty. Oh, does surprise me. Um, <laughs> oh, you're a big fan it, it, of Monique's work. I, I, I think it will overperform um, as most uh, films geared to black audiences do, and I think it'll get around 15 this weekend. Yeah, they're, they're looking at around sort of 12 to 15. It previous last night is um, 507,000, half a million just over. So that'll be fine. Uh, Billy Lynn, which I have haven't seen which you have seen um I think my review just went up yeah it's opening in la and new york this weekend and then it goes wide next weekend um you weren't a fan 
no. No. In a word. Uh, what's wrong with it? Because it looks it looks interesting. Oof, okay. So where, where did it fall where down? Begin? I just sorry, the editors were like, hey, can this go up? I was like, yeah, yeah, I can go up. Um all right. Billy Lynn, where to begin? So many problems. The the the, the main one is the story. The story is inane. Like, what do you think that this movie is about? You haven't you haven't seen it. No, you've seen the trailers. Yeah. What is this movie about to you? To me, it's about uh, a guy that uh, goes into the battlefield, comes back, and kind of becomes at the center of of the of, of the media. He becomes like a false hero um, that he's not really happy with his position in it. That's kind of my reading. Interesting. I don't know that he's a false hero necessarily. Well, certainly uh, it's, he's a poster boy. Yes. He's uncomfortable with his poster new, boy the, position. Yes, Let that, me that, is, that. that is accurate. However, um, to me, this is like, so him and his platoon, they, they lose a, a guy in battle. Mm-hmm. You know, some of this shit is caught on tape. They become big national heroes. And now they have Chris Tucker as their as a hotshot Hollywood producer who's trying to sell their story mm. to a studio and it's about a fucking platoon trying to get a movie deal done inside of a single day. Like at the start, you know, the start of the day is he's like, you know, Chris Tucker's like, oh, we're going to have Hillary Swank play you. and Or maybe we'll have, you know, you know Brad Pitt play you. And, uh, and then at the end of the day, when that doesn't happen, mm. they're like upset. Here's what really pissed, pissed me off about this movie, dude. Throughout the movie, they're talking about, there's eight of the, of the guys. Yeah. They talk about how this fee. Mm-hmm. For their rights, yep. would have to be split eight ways, not accounting for the dead guy who gave his life in service in Iraq. Like they wouldn't cut his f- fucking family in on this on this deal. Yeah, it is a, an unforgivable oversight mm-hmm. in this movie. Sounds kind of distasteful, Joe, dude. Joe Alwyn sucked. He's Billy Lynn. He's kid's super bland. He's vanilla. Chris, all the female roles are underwritten. The kid falls in love with the cheerleader that, that, after 15 minutes of knowing her. The platoon gets into it. Not one. Yep. Not two. Three fights with stadium security. Shit. We're running out of time. Oh, wow. It was terrible. Okay. It, it was a terrible movie. Forget how it looks about the 120 frames per second or all that. Just skip it. Okay. So uh, what are you doing today after the show finishes very quickly? What are you doing this weekend? Are you busy this week? I'm, I'm writing my review of Rules Don't Apply, which I saw last night. And also, oh, we got two more minutes. We I got, saw that. I saw that minutes. also. Oh, did you? Yeah, over what, at Fox. What, did you like it? Uh, I liked it about sort of six out of ten. Uh, yeah, I thought it was... You're, you're, you're being I, I, so generous. There were, generous. there were things that I did really enjoy about it. I, I found it quite boring in places. Um, and I, I I didn't love it. There were moments where I thought, I really like this. And then a bit like, bits going, oh, no. It's, a, it's an aimless movie. That, it's a vanity that, that, project. That, that is paced like an old-fashioned movie. Yeah, it is. I'll give you that. Um, it, it is. It is not good. No, uh, but I'm. I'm actually after this. I'm going to talk oh. to the cast. Oh, okay. Uh, so, well, give him my best. Yeah, I will. I will say that you'll be on the post. Ask all the Han Solo questions you you <laughs> can before. before uh, Why is there not enough Han really ta- Why is there no Han Solo too? in this movie? Um, um, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm embargoed on a couple of things, okay. but since uh, Peter Bart and Greg Elwood have uh, tweeted out their reactions, let me just tell you. Mm-hmm. Since we're not going to have a show next week. No. I'm, I'm gone for Thanksgiving. Uh, allied with Brad Pitt and Miss yep. Sloan with Jessica Chastain. Thanks, thanks Thumbs up to both. To. Oh, cool. Yeah, no, I, I go home a week uh, early. Uh, really like Brad Pitt's Allied um, and Miss Sloan, Jessica Chastain. Also awesome. quite Looking clever. Looking forward to that. So, yeah, check those movies out since I'm not around next week to plug them. Uh, Simon, have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Thank you. I'm looking forward to it.
Uh, where can the good people find you? Uh, you can find me on uh, Twitter at Showbiz Simon. You can find me on Instagram at Showbiz Simon. And you can find me on Facebook. This is Simon Thompson. And I'm Jeff Snyder. You can find my musings on Mashable.com. I'm at The Insider on Twitter and Instagram. Guys, stay positive this week. Don't let it. Don't let the bastards get you down. No. Just Happy holidays. Hug it out. And rate, comment, subscribe to the Popcorn Talk Network. Don't forget all that good stuff. Help us. Help everybody else. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Hug your families. From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, Christian Harloff, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of its owners or principals.